Kennedy Street, please visit kennedystreetcio.org. Recovery is possible. everyone welcome to Wednesday's recovery talks um, my name is Claire Kennedy and I'm in my new house and um, we've just moved so if you can hear things going off outside it's my neighbours I don't mean that going off like fighting it's all sorts going on there's trucks and all sorts removal men so anyway welcome to our Wednesday talk um, yes we use um, these chats which are called recovery talks as an opportunity to disseminate recovery information. So we, Kennedy Street, um, are a Brighton-based charity um, that offers support and signposting to anyone that's interested in recovery from addiction. Um, And that includes um, those that are affected by addiction and the affected other. So we operate a helpline, which is a national helpline, and we connect people to these amazing resources that are often freely available. Um, We've got a great group, um, a great recovery support group um, here today to do a talk with us. Um, Really, really excited to to hear more about this fellowship. Um, It's so important. It's it's Alateen and um, that the the guest speakers are going to tell you more about how Alateen can change, help change people's lives and how it's helped change their lives as well. So, yeah, so I'm going to hand over to my lovely, handsome husband, who's going to introduce himself, uh, and then he will introduce the lovely ladies. Hello, hello, everyone. It's uh, We've moved house. It's a sunny day. We're near at the end of lockdown. What's not to like? And today, uh, I hope you're all well, and today we have very uh, special guests. We have uh, Jenny and Louise from Alateen. Uh, now, Alateen is a, an offshoot of Al-Anon, and they do say for every one addict, it affects maybe 15 or 16 other people. And normally those people that are most affected are our close family and friends, uh, especially children of, of addicts. So it's a very important area that needs to be uh, addressed and needs to be talked about, really, because, you know, there's no point in, in uh, suffering in silence. You know, if you are the uh, friend or a relative of someone who's struggling with addiction, then this is perfect for you. So uh, I'm not going to bang on. I'm going to introduce you, I think, to Jenny and uh uh, first off, who's going to tell us all about Alateen? Hello, Jenny. Hi, hi. Um, yeah, so Alateen is um, a twelve-step fellowship that is um, part of the Alanon Fellowship, um, which is um, for friends and families of alcoholics or anyone who may think they have someone in their lives that's got a problem with alcohol, and sometimes. Um, members don't even know that there is a problem with alcohol but they may relate to some of the things that they hear in Al-Anon or Alateen and then that could be that they've got a grand grandparent or an auntie and an uncle that they don't know about so if you do relate to what people are sharing in these fellowships please keep coming because you don't actually always know who it is that is qualifying you to come in. And um, we're here to to support each other through our experience, strength, and hope. 
So that's kind of a, a taster of what it is to be an Alateen or Alanon. Amazing, amazing. Um, so, so what we'll do is we'll go to Louise, um, who's also with Alateen, and she acts as an Alateen sponsor. Um, and if you could tell us, Louise, how did you get involved with um, Alateen? Yeah, sure. So, so Jenny and I are both Alanon members who are Alateen sponsors. So that means we are the responsible adult, as it were, who is legally re uh, required to be there. There are two uh screen sponsors so we've gone through the the checks required to be there um i started off um i'm now in alanon i started off in alateen as an alateen member when i was 12 um so i i well i had a bit of a rocky start i went to about six meetings um and then it was just me and the sponsor one day and i didn't like that because that meant i had to talk a lot um so i got a bit scared and, and stopped going for maybe a year and then went back and I was about 13 and have been going to meetings ever since. I'm now 40. Um, so I went to Alateen until I was 17 and then went up into Alanon and have been going ever since. So um, I'm kind of here in two capacities today, really, as an Alateen member myself and as a as an Alanon member who is an Alateen sponsor. Amazing, amazing. I mean, it's fascinating how how you've come to to get involved. Um, how about you, um, Jenny? How did you get involved with Alatini? Um, so I um I'm the child of an alcoholic. I grew up with an alcoholic father, and I've got alcoholic brothers. Um, I uh yeah, my family were in a lot a lot of denial about the problem, and um. I think one day I met somebody from AA who spoke to me about 12-step recovery. And although I don't have a problem, thank God, with alcohol myself, I really related to what they were saying and um, started to go into 12-step recovery. And um, a lot of the fellowships like AA and um, Al-Anon, they do conventions and they invite lovely gorgeous Alateen speakers to come along and share their experience. Most of the time I ended up crying um, when they'd share. And I realized that I really wanted that for my children, that they wouldn't grow up with that um, denial and thinking that was all their fault. So I, I dragged mine along to some Alateen meetings in the conventions. And of course they were like, why are you dragging us here? You know. <laughs> We don't want to be here. So um, I got involved in Alateen sort of via that sort of, you know, seeing seeing it in action at conventions. And um, very, very slowly, one of my children started to want to go. And luckily, Alateen um, offers an open meeting about once a month. Alateen meetings will open up the doors and allow children even younger than 12 to come in as long as they're accompanied by a known adult, someone that they know. And I was able to take my younger son in there and go and attend meetings with him. So that was, oh, that was just brilliant. It was a real lifesaver for me and for him while we were all going through quite a difficult time. Amazing. Um, can I ask, in the difficult age that we live in, um, say uh, someone gets in touch with you, a, a teenager or a child even, uh, who has, has experienced problems with addiction from their parents because of the, 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 the quite rightly, the safety factors that are put in nowadays. How does that look? How, does, how, how would that conversation go and what, what happens after that? 
Well, um, someone who's interested in, in Alateen, whether it's a teenager themselves or a parent or a friend or anything, can get information from the Alanon General Service Office. Alateen is part of Alanon, so the General Service Office kind of looks after both fellowships. Um, and they will get the email address of the Alateen coordinator for, the, for that area. So each geographical area has a coordinator who looks after the meetings. We are, of course, amazingly lucky right now that we have our meetings online which has actually been amazing for Ality members because previously members had their one local meeting if they were lucky because there aren't that many around the country that they could go to once a week or once every, or every other week um, nowadays there are about four or five meetings a week um, they're around the country, but of course, anybody can go to any meeting. So members would get sent details of their local coordinator who would give them the information of how to join that meeting. But they'd also be told about all the other meetings they could go to as well if they wanted to. So currently, everything's online. Um, are, there no are there any face-to-face -face meetings at the minute? No, not at the moment. Okay. And and what what what's your story, Louise? How did you? I'd love to know a little bit more about. I mean, obviously, you, you've been going a long time. So, can you do you mind telling us a little bit more about your story? Yeah, of course. So, my dad is an alcoholic. Um, he was he was drinking quite actively um, long before I was born, and um, I think my mum expected that when I was born he might uh, become a little bit more of a responsible adult and stop drinking, and of course that didn't happen. Um, my mum found Alanon when I was very young, um, and they did get divorced, um, and around that time she introduced me Reality. and I say introduced she told me that I was going to a meeting and that was that <laughs> I went to the meeting but I did I did find what was most amazing about that meeting um and the only thing I remember really was seeing someone from my school there I was in middle school at the time at 12 years old um and it just that that moment of like oh my god there's someone that knows me it, it it was scary um, and weird, but it was also, it made all of this craziness that was going on, like, oh, other people in the world, people that I know go through this as well. So it, it was also really grounding. And just to know that I wasn't alone. Um, and, you know, at 12, I hadn't yet really got a grasp of what was going on. The first thing I really understood about my dad's drinking was when my mum when they got divorced it happened quite dramatically with the police getting involved um and and being introduced to Alateen so at the moment really that I learned that my dad was a problem drinker I also learned that he was ill that he had a disease it wasn't his choice and I learned some amazing coping mechanisms for for dealing with my dad um which basically allowed me to have a relationship with him um, and, it, you know, it was a slow process and my dad acted um, in a really unacceptable way for, for most of my childhood. You know, I, I was essentially the grown up and he was the <laughs> the, the kid at heart and, you know, um, certainly didn't show much responsibility. Um, but over the years, I learned about compassion, having compassion for his illness. I learned about separating my dad from the disease, from the alcoholic. Um, I learned about setting boundaries, saying no, um, 
and well actually I would say it was probably wasn't until I was in Al-Anon really that I, I regained respect for my dad that took many years but that's also what Alateen and Al-Anon gave me and today I have a really great relationship with my dad I don't always like him I find him a difficult person but we genuinely share a laugh and we see each other um, and we speak regularly and he has a wonderful relationship with his grandchildren and I mean that is a miracle given you know the way things used to be amazing amazing it is a miracle isn't it it's you know I mean mm. I'm well done congratulations you for putting that effort and energy in um to set yourself free really yes um, you know it's um a powerful powerful message that you carry there Louise and and Jenny um what how long have you been involved and what was your what was your story of engagement with um Al was it Al-Anon that you started with or was it straight into so go on tell us a bit more about your your story uh yeah so it's it's slightly different from Louise's because I didn't get the opportunity to go to Alateen as a child and I seriously wish I'd had that opportunity and if I'd you know heard about it I might even have gone um yeah so the the, the way I got into Al-Anon was um I'd sort of spend Thursday th it was generally Thursday night but it, it got it got a bit more frequent than that <laughs> after a while it was generally Thursday night I'd spend the whole evening in terror waiting for my husband to come home and um I I knew that I'd done it before but I couldn't remember why or what was going on it was just I knew that I'd done that before and actually um it was after a while that I realized that um my husband was a functioning um, alcoholic and that um, I had done that. When my dad, when, when I was very little, I used to wait up on a Thursday or Friday night for my dad to come home and I'd hide behind the curtains to wait for him to let him in because he was very, very drunk. And I didn't want him to get into trouble with my mum. And so I'd like drag him in, put him to bed and put a blanket over him, probably sleep by his side to check that he was okay, you know. And that was kind of some a, a behaviour that I learned as a very, very young child to do. And I took on enormous amounts of responsibility for the well-being of my family to keep things on an even keel. And I really wish I'd had Alateen and just someone to um, reach out a hand and say to me, you know, you didn't cause it. <laughs> You can't cure it. You can't control it. You may as well just put them all down, go outside and enjoy the day, you know, go and have a life. Um, I wish someone had, you know, said that to me. But it's only in my 30s when I got into Al-Anon did I realise all of those things. And I've slowly started to get my life back again. And the reason why I've wanted to be an Alateen sponsor is because, you know, I want kids out there, to, what teens out there to realise that they don't have to do the things that I did there isn't there is a way to set yourself free as you said and um, I want my children to be the generation where this disease kind of you know stops where they have choices that I didn't have 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. What a beautiful opportunity to to give young people that um, chance to to break the cycle, really, to to break that cycle of dysfunction and uh, and help them just fulfil their greatest potential in life, really, without that bondage of um, of dysfunction and addiction. It's a really admirable. I love. I love. I love that you're in, both involved. Um, what what I'd like to know a little bit more about is, um, obviously, I know you said that, that the process is people would email in. So so if there's any young people watching at the moment, um, which I'm sure there will be via YouTube when we replay this, um, how would that, can you talk us through the very simple process of um the steps that they would take and then what would happen if 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 you don't mind either one of you um can answer that if if that's all right louise do you want to answer that yes happy to um so we've we've kind of mentioned um how to get more information would you like any any more details on that or was that yeah just imagine that what I want you to do is obviously because we're online and and because obviously young people like clear direction so just walk them through the process of what they would do to have to reach out is is it confidential are they going to get in trouble you know what would happen then would you send mum an email to say oh gosh you know so just talk us through the process and around confidentiality and around then what would happen the teenager you know you'd send them a zoom link and then all this up lovely yeah I'll try and cover everything I can and then Jenny obviously jump in afterwards with anything that I've missed um so yeah two options you can either give the office a call on the helpline number it's a free number and it absolutely is confidential um the people on that helpline um will will give you the information you need about alateen and how to get involved um how to 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 join a meeting basically um we obviously take safeguarding really seriously at the moment we've got lots of kind of extra security in place so what you'd do is you'd be put in touch with um the person that oversees meetings in your local area and that person would tell you everything you need to know. So they'd give you the Zoom link and the password um, and they'd send that out to you just before the meeting. They'd put your name down on the list so that when you turn up in the Zoom waiting list, they'd know that, that you're uh, a bona fide young personality member and they'd let you in. Um, we're very careful about who we let in. So we ask members not to share the login with anyone else. We only allow people into the meeting that we are expecting to be there. So it can be a really safe place. Um, So the other option other than the uh, helpline is email. Again, um, definitely confidential. Um, We can speak to parents or guardians of young people if they are ringing up for information and then that parent or guardian can pass the information on to their child or whoever and we can also speak to the young person directly um, if they want to do so and we don't require permission from any kind of parent or guardian as long as that person is over seven uh, is over 12 sorry um I'll, maybe i'll talk a little bit later about anyone that's under 12 but they are not considered an ality member so we'll, we'll talk about 12 to 17 for this bit um and then 
Uh, Jenny, anything I've I've missed so far before we go on to talk about what the meeting is like? No, that that sounds great, Louise. That's exactly um, what I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it right. Um, yeah. So after that, then um, that young person if the day and the time suits them, they can join their local meeting, but they'll also be given um, the email address of the, all the other kind of regional coordinators. And if they would prefer to go to a Tuesday or a Saturday morning meeting, they'll be given that email address and then they can get the Zoom login from that person instead or as well. And lots of our members do attend more than one meeting. Um, the meeting that I sponsor at is, it, it's a London meeting, I live in London, that, that's where it used to take place, um, but we have members from Scotland and Ireland and Bournemouth and the Midlands, um, so like all of the corners <laughs> of the country. Um, and then at the meetings, we have an official um, meeting time, which is an hour and a quarter. We have about 15 minutes beforehand where everyone can join and chat informally. And then about, again, 15 minutes afterwards for more informal chats. So Ality members can share their phone numbers if they would like to. Um, they're not obliged to. We don't, we don't enforce that. And if they're not comfortable with that, that's fine. But we, you know, we as sponsors don't get involved in the relationship between the Ality members outside of the meeting. Um, the meeting themselves, um, they're run very much like an Al-Anon or an AA meeting. There's a chairperson who reads from a script, basically, reading the opening, the closing, asking for volunteers to read the steps and the traditions. Um, usually the, the chairperson role is alternated, so somebody will volunteer to do it for the following week. Um, we ask the members in advance if they'd like to suggest some topics to talk about. Um, so every meeting varies, but for example, you might talk about a step and um, the daily reading and a topic one week and another week might be a tradition or a slogan or another topic. Um, and we just go around and the chairperson asks people individually if they would like to share. And so we all share maybe three or four times during the meeting. Um, and then we close the meeting with the serenity prayer and then we have chat time amazing thank you so so, so just touching on I, I i know what the serenity prayer is but just touching on what you've just um said there could you um explain a little bit more about um it it you know is it a religious or is it a religious program or is it a spiritual program could you could you just explain a little bit more around so when people hear the word prayer they straight away think it's some sort of religious um order that they might be engaging in could you just explain a little bit more about that please shall i answer that one claire please. um so alanon and alatine use the word god and the word prayer and when i first heard that i thought right this is definitely not for me i'm out of here but what i <laughs> what i did realize was that um, what they what they were referring to is a spiritual experience, and we we are not affiliated with any single religion at all. So anyone is welcome to come to Alatine or Alanon, and um, no one need to be scared that anyone is going to try and change the way that what they believe or anything like that. We we are completely free to come as we are with the beliefs that we have. And 
agnostics and atheists do fine in Al-Anon and Alateen. Um, and, you know, even some of my children are agnostic. That's absolutely fine. That works for them. So there's there's no need to worry about that. Yeah, that's really helpful. Really, really helpful because some people... Oh, Can sorry. I do you um do you go into schools and colleges and something that that's the first question and and something that jenny said about wanting to protect her dad and do you find that people that are they is there anything to be scared of that are they going to are you going to get the the addict into trouble if 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 uh if they ring you i think because that's going to be a major concern if someone's listening i don't want to get my dad or my mum or my uncle or my brother into trouble is there is this is there a, a way that that you allay those fears um i think i think um <clears throat> first of all we are protected by um, the principle of anonymity. No one ever discloses, you do not have to talk about the alcoholic or your mum or your uncle or anything like that. You come for yourself and you talk about yourself. That's the main objective of Al-Anon and Alateen. It's the fact that not only it's a family disease, so the alcoholic is drinking, but the whole family has got infected as well. So you come for yourself, for the way alcoholism has affected you and infected your life. Um, so no one is going to get into trouble because we are bound by very strong principles of anonymity. No one uses their um, second names. No one talks about what school they belong to. No one will ever mention their job or anything like that. And also at the end of the meeting, and we talk about the yellow card is... Um, who you see here, what you hear here, when you leave here, let it stay here. And especially teens, you know, don't be scared that you're going to get anybody into trouble. What we do suggest is that you make sure that when you're at a meeting, you've got your headphones in. If anyone can overhear you, you're in a safe place. And those, those are the things that we recommend. We'd recommend that to anybody anyway, sharing a 12-step group just to make sure that what you're saying is completely anonymous and no one's going to repeat it or use it against you. Okay. Amazing. And I, just to, to come in off the back of that, um, yeah, absolutely anonymity is a core principle of Al-Anon and Alateen. So th there's that, you know, you're definitely not going to get your loved one in trouble. However, we should say that we are legally responsible and part of our role as a sponsor is safeguarding. So if any issues of um, abuse, um, anything like that come up, we are legally required to pass that on. Um, we would do so, we would talk to that young person about it and go through the appropriate channels. So that's, we can't promise confidentiality in issues of, of abuse, but in all other areas, we absolutely can and do. Absolutely, absolutely. Are you linked with other, other um, say someone rings Childline or something like that, would they redirect them to you or is that something that won't happen? Um, so if, if somebody rings Childline, um, obviously they may have our information and they will pass that teen over to us. But I, I just need to stress what Louise has said. If a teen has shared about some form of abuse that we, you know, we obviously need, we can't, we can't collude in the secrecy that goes on around 
abuse of any children. That's not something that Alateen signs up to. And the sponsors, what they will do is help that teen to get information. And whilst keeping, you know, keeping them as safe as we possibly can, we would never leave a teen alone to deal with something like that. We would then pass on that information to especially over to charity groups like the NSPCC that can help them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that's really important for people to, to understand um, that, you know, all good charities really have got safeguarding at the very core of everything that they do. And, you know, um, especially where young people um, vulnerable young people are involved. So um, thank you for reassuring us, both of you. Um, and it's great. It's great that to know that all of your um, members who help with Alateen groups are all highly trained in that area and, and go through the process yearly as well, which I believe, you know, you have continuous professional development regarding safeguarding. So that's really reassuring. Thank you for that. Um, so touching on sponsorship so so what we try and do at kennedy street is we try to demystify words so whilst me and kev know what a sponsor is and a lot of the people listening might know what a sponsor is if you could explain a little bit um to us about the dynamic between an alateen member and a sponsor so how would that work if you want to share that question that's up to you i don't know who wants to start first i'm happy to, to start on that one um so I would say, first of all, um, people who are in recovery programs themselves might know the word sponsor is a, a relationship you have with another individual, a one to one, someone who's a bit like a mentor that's been through um, the steps and, and is in recovery and can help you on your journey. We kind of do that. But actually, what an Alateen sponsor means is a, is a responsible adult who is present in the meeting, who is legally required to be there so that the Alateen meeting can take place. That's that's what we do. Uh, we're there physically or virtually and we listen um we you know that the, the alateen meetings are the meeting of the alateen members it's their meeting we just need to be there so for example you know we ask for suggestions for topics we we might um you know say here's the suggested Al-Anon opening and closing but if any member or you know any group wants to suggest alternatives that can be discussed and, and we don't say yes or no to those the groups so or the members vote on it um there are traditions in place in Al-Anon and Alateen which are um suggested this is how we can run our meetings and it works really well if we do this um, but each group Al-Anon or Alateen can do it their way um, and uh, so the same is true for Alateen, just as it is for Alanon. So, um, as I said before, one of the Alateen members will be the chairperson. Um, the Alanon sponsors will take it in turns to read the steps and read the daily reading, for example, just as, as a teenage member might do. But we're not there, I would say, as an authority. We don't have the answers. We are not the the guide. We don't teach we don't have the rule book um i would absolutely say that um the recovery and the fellowship that alateen members get in alateen comes from sharing with other young people and hearing from other young people knowing that other people are going to do the same as them identifying with it um, at the end of the day you know 
young people identify with other young people far more than adults. And we, um, well, certainly myself as a sponsor, I um, I share, I, you know, we take it in turns, I share on a topic and I share honestly and I share my experience um, that I've got through Alateen and Al-Anon. Um, and I, I hope that someone finds it useful and identifies just like I do in an Al-Anon meeting. Um, but um, we don't make any suggestions we don't advise we don't tell the other team members what to do um, it is a self-help program it's a fellowship where people come together and join with fellows who are going through the same thing um, yeah I think that's all everything um, Jenny over to you to add anything on yeah you, you know just to reiterate what Louise has said that um Ours is a very humble, <laughs> low-key role. Um, we're not stars of Al-Anon uh, or ex experts in anything. We, know, we are definitely, I am definitely not an expert in knowing, um, you know, giving advice and things like that. Um, a lot of us are members of Al-Anon who are volunteering to support teens in their recovery journey. And um, we are there just to hold a space, a safe, loving, kind space for those teens to come in and share the issues that they have. And it might not even be about the alcoholic, it might just be about school or, you know, whatever they're going through. It's not always serious and there's a lot of laughter and a lot of fellowship between the teens, which is so heartwarming to see. Um, our, our role is just to sit there and, and, and be a guide. You know, we're there to keep them safe. We're there to, um, you know, make sure the content is kept appropriate and, you know, we're sticking to the topics. And um, we get a chance to share our experience, strength and hope with the teens. And we get a chance to hear their experience and their strength and their hope in that meeting. And I know for, I can speak for myself, that's been hugely beneficial to my own recovery, being part of an Alateen meeting. Amazing. Um, what? What? So, so it's very different. It's very, very different for for those of you who who know about sponsorship within Twelve Step Fellowship. It's a very different role um, as in um, an Alateen sponsor. So, I'm curious to know. So, obviously, you use literature and you use the Twelve Step program, which was created by Alcoholics Anonymous, and the Twelve Step process. So. Are you as sponsors, as Alateen sponsors, do you take the young teenagers through the steps or do they take one another through the steps? Louise. <laughs> um, it depends what they want. Um, in my experience of when I've been sponsoring Alateen meetings, um, I've never taken uh, uh, Alateen members through the steps. And when I was in Alateen myself, um, I didn't have a sponsor taking me through the steps either. Um, you know, the, the, the Alateen program is based on exactly the same 12 steps and 12 traditions as Al-Anon. Mm. Um, my experience of being in Alateen is that, you know, age 12 upwards, the steps were quite dense and complicated. And mm. in Al-Anon, I've, I've come to learn how simple they actually are or can be <laughs> if I don't ever complicate things but you know as a teenager I, I didn't really engage in the steps as I do as an adult in Al-Anon that's probably not everybody's experience that was my experience um, 
I, you know, read them and absorbed them. And I definitely learned from them. And I definitely did apply them in my life, but I perhaps didn't realize I was doing so. Um, so we did, we talked about them. Um, we read them at every meeting, but I I didn't have a one-to-one -one sponsor when I was in Ella team that I did step one and then step two and then step three. I didn't do that until I was in Al-Anon. Now that's my experience. It, you, it's probably different for other people. Okay. No, I thank you for that. Thank you for explaining that. It's really because they are. It's they aren't like you explained. They aren't complicated. The steps are a very simple um, tool to to apply to 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 one's life. It's us as individuals that do complicate the the process. Um, so I suppose what what um, what important is are the principles that underlie the steps so obviously the steps were built on principles um so it sounds to me like you're talking to the young people about the principles as well as the steps that the um that the 12-step program was founded on and what about you jenny Do, have you got any other experience around the 12-step process or is it the same as um louise's um, yeah, so the, the meetings that we held, um, we'd choose a topic of a step. And what's great in Alateen is the literature is not the same as in Al-Anon. It's actually specifically written for teens. So they have their own little daily reader, a little red daily reader um, with stories that they've written for every single day of the year. And they'll refer to that in meetings. So they're reading literature written by teens for teens. And there is a 12 step um, book and there's a little workbook and things like that. And all of it is completely adapted um, towards teenagers and making it much more lighthearted, much more fun. It's got drawings, it's got cartoons, it's got you know little quotes from people. It, it's far more accessible. And um, yeah, the great thing is that meetings can be run like that. You know, there are some teens that come in who can't talk. You know, they're just not not able to get to say what's going on for them. And sometimes, you know, if we're talking about step one, and some teens are able to express, they have the verbal ability to express their powerlessness. Some of them don't, and I would give them a piece of paper and say, draw, draw your powerlessness and sometimes that will work and especially with the younger members that really works for them you know they're just not able to verbalize it yet and you know teens brains are different <laughs> they they all grow at different year you know different age groups and things like that so we try and make it more user friendly that's brilliant that's really interesting and really um a great idea because you know you do have to to um adapt and fit the, the the clientele group that and young people like you say are so very different so we have a question um from jim who's watching and he's um very interested to know how you would nurture a teen to to, to visit um an ality meeting so how would you would you what's your experience really i suppose of encouraging a teenager to engage in an ality meeting Okay, so um, if it's okay with Louise, I'll, I'll answer that because I've actually had to do that. Um, as I said, you know, um, what worked for me, this is my personal story. There is no, there is no hard and fixed way to do this. Um, I tried dragging my two to 
meetings and they refused to go. So that didn't work for them. But what did work was going to these amazing AA Al-Anon conventions where teens are there. There are Alateen sponsors who set up meetings in different rooms for the teens to go to. Obviously, um, these are very safe and secure. They're only attended by teens. And um, my one of my children kind of came along, saw the teens going for Alateen sponsored swims, just all of them laughing and you know messing about. And he began to realize that there was there was nothing scary about it. One of um, my children said, oh, it's a cult. Then they realized there was nothing, <laughs> there was nothing like that involved. Just a bunch of teens larking about, supporting each other. So I did it in a sort of, um, yeah, sort of in the through the back door kind of way <laughs> because dragging them to a meeting didn't work. But maybe some teens would be open to that. You know, maybe the older ones, you could sit them down talk to them about the family disease of alcoholism, how it affects every single member of the family, no one escapes, and then offer them the opportunity to go to six meetings, give it a go, and then I, I would we would suggest six meetings before you make up your mind, if it's for you or not, because believe me, your first meeting is not going to be, you know, it's not, you know, it's going to be difficult. So go to six meetings and then make up your mind. Um, yeah, Louise, just wondering if you've got any more ideas on that. That was great to hear your experience. Thanks, Jenny. Um, yeah, the only thing I would I would say is that as well as the conventions, um, often, um, and I think it's a bit different now we're online, but Al-Anon or AA meetings might have shared platforms. So that would be a meeting where there's an Al-Anon AA and an Alateen speaker sharing at the start of the meeting. So I often recommend to, to parents, perhaps that's a great way in, because um, whereas in an Alateen meeting, if the teenager is really nervous about that, if it's a small group, they might feel that they have to speak. Uh, a larger group, uh, an existing meeting, they can just sit and listen. They don't have to feel worried about um, speaking. And we never, ever force people to speak. And quite often in Alateen meetings, someone says, I'll pass, please. And it just goes on to the next person. And that's absolutely fine. And we make that very clear. But it can, some, it can sometimes be a nice way in for young people to know that they're not going to be made to say anything and they can just sit and listen. Amazing. Thank you. Have you got any questions, Kev? Just to go back, um, did, did you say you, you do go into schools and, and colleges and is that is that a profitable way of, of, of getting people to engage with you? We do. Um, you know, we're a charity, so all members are trying to get involved in public information, you know, letting people know that Alateen is there, just like we're doing today. Um, so it's something that members do themselves. Um, and so we encourage members of Al-Anon and Alateen to go into doctor surgeries, schools, youth centres, libraries, put up posters, speak to the staff. Um, people do go and do talks or attend kind of, you know, open days on mental health or whatever. Um, it's there, there is somebody uh, at the head office who um, does work on public information, but it is pretty member-led really and we all just kind of get involved and do what we can so we absolutely do that kind of thing about going to schools usually it's if if a member is somehow you know wants to approach their local school and do that it's, it's quite low-key um yeah we kind of just do what we can to let people know 
that we're there if they want it and if they need it. And of course, it's all free, is it? Then? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we have um, we work on voluntary contributions to cover rent, tea and coffee, um, you know, supplying literature for newcomers and to, to obviously the cost that it could cost to run our our head office. Um, but it's just contributions. So, yeah, it's absolutely free and there's no minimum donation or anything. OK, well, I really nothing to add, except that um, I'm really pleased that you've come on today. And I think what you do is is sterling work and very much needed. Uh, because especially within the pandemic and especially at Kennedy Street, we have everything has just really reached ahead with addiction. People being locked up with with uh, maybe locked up with with an addict, you know. And and I think uh, certainly we have seen an increase in it. So all I want to say is thank you very much for your work and uh, just thank you. Yeah, I mean. I suppose that it's been amazing speaking to you both. I could actually sit and talk about this subject all day because I really do feel personally that young people are underserved um, when it comes to, to the support that is available to them. And I think really more public information. I'm sure you guys have got enough to do, but I think more, I mean, this is why I really wanted to use our platform to disseminate the message because it's so important that young people know that that there is help available and that it's free and that it's a safe place to go. And it's all right to start to have that conversation with people who are just going to support them. And there's nothing, you know, it's, there's no cult involved. There's no, there's no massive amounts of money involved. You know, it's all freely available and that you're going to help them to um, just to find the best self, really. Um, so I think it's absolutely wonderful the work that you're doing if we can help spread the good news that that alatine exists we will shout it from the rooftops as well and but what i wanted to say before we um finished up was really around how have you found alatine to be impacted by the um by covid like kev just said we as a charity we never used to operate a helpline before lockdown so COVID, what COVID has done for us as a charity has created a national helpline where at some point we were getting over 100 phone calls a week. So I can only imagine, Alateen, the rate of interest has gone up. But could you tell us a little bit more about how Alateen has been impacted by COVID? Um, well, as you said, um, you know, Kevin, there are more people who are locked in, in a house with perhaps a drinking mum or dad or brother or sister, you know, or granny even, who knows, or granddad. And um, there, there is all, there are many alcoholics, sadly, and unfortunately that will definitely impact whole families. And I'm speaking from personal experience, having seven of in our family, all seven of children were affected one way or another by my father's drinking, um, which was high functional drink alcoholism. So you don't have to be lying in a gutter to be an alcoholic and to have a family that's impacted by your drinking. So, um, you know, there there is nothing worse. And I speak again from personal experience to be alone with the burden of you know, in, in a family. And I cannot imagine what some teens are going through right now, being locked down and locked in with 
with that problem. So how it's affected us is actually it's been a very positive thing. One of the one benefit that's come out of being in, in a COVID situation is that our general service office very very kindly with the help and the very quick response from, from some of our sponsors um, have started Alatine online and we didn't have that facility before and it's been brilliant we've got a lot more teams coming in there's a huge amount of support and fellowship out there so all i can say don't suffer alone in your house locked down with someone who you can't control their drinking it's not your fault you know get come and get some help and contact the helpline or contact the email and someone will get back to you amazing yeah absolutely uh, wonderful work ladies and I can't reiterate enough what what Jenny and Louise have said you know don't be alone with this um, illness um, reach out you can access these meetings via a phone so you, you know even if you made that phone call and went for a walk and you could access the zoom meetings by by telephone so you could go for a little walk and you could go to a meeting at the same time um so amazing work ladies thank you like, so much. If, if we got time for a, a, a final comment claire and yes, i was just gonna say um i was just thinking about how um I mean, you know, I, I think I've talked a bit about my experience in Alateen and how helpful it was, but I, it, just to reflect as an adult, especially in Al-Anon, I see so many young adults or middle-aged adults or older adults coming in who have been affected by somebody else's drinking, perhaps are no longer living with it, um, uh, didn't think Al-Anon was for them for any reason, but the the longer I spend in Al-Anon, the more I realise how amazing Alatine was for me. It cannot be underestimated the impact of um, knowing kind of what's going on and coming to understand these things. And as Jenny said at the start, um, she would spend her evenings hiding behind the curtains to let her dad in and, and looking after him when she could have just been enjoying her life as a child. We don't know that as a child. Uh, and it takes many people until they're middle-aged to realize that. I learned that, I started to learn that when I was 12. Um, and my early twenties were a very difficult time, but by that point I had the grounding of, of Alatine and then Alanon. I'd learned so much that I, I, I skipped ahead of all of that rubbish. I said, no, I'm gonna live my life. Um, and you know, that doesn't just mean cutting my dad out of my life, it means looking after myself first and as a result, having a great relationship with my dad and as a result, um, being kind of emotionally and spiritually mature and making great decisions. Um, what Alateen taught me was invaluable and I realise what a great thing it is for anybody to, to learn these things at a young age. Um, you know, whether or not they've been affected by someone's drinking, but especially if they have. So, you know, I would also say if you're not living with alcohol, alcoholism now, um, you know, we have, I definitely was affected by it even when I wasn't around it. Um, so, yeah, 
that's the end of my massive plug. <laughs> that's amazing. No, thank you for that comment. And and, and Jenny, have you got any fan, final comments? I mean, like I said, we could go on all day with this conversation. I really would love for you to come back as well. And, you know, if there's anything that you want to come back and talk about, please just let us know. Is there anything, Jenny, that you'd like to uh, leave us with? Yeah, so, um, yeah, thank you, Claire, so much. And Kevin for inviting us to, you know, to talk about Alateen. If we just reach one teenager today and give them that opportunity of having a life that is free from worrying and, you know, that sickening feeling that they're, they're in this alone, then, you know, that's, that's enough for me, really. That's good enough for me. If there's just one teen that, get, that gets the message today, then that's one teen that doesn't, is not going to be spending their lives worrying about someone else's drinking. And, you know, alcoholism is a terrible illness and there's nothing we can do to help the drink until they're ready to help themselves. So, um, you know, if this is your, if you don't even go to Alateen, just listening today, if there's one thing you go away with, it's, you know, give yourself to go out there have your own life, enjoy yourself, make friends, go traveling as soon as you can. And it's safe to go traveling and just, you know, let go of things that you've got no control over. Yeah, powerful, powerful message. Um, and I love that message that that you didn't cause it, you can't cure it, and you can't control it. I think, you know, that's really important for, for families to understand, not, not just teenagers. Um, but thank you, ladies. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, we'd love for you to come back and, you know, um, just fill us in with more information of the wonderful work that you're doing. And like I say, if there's anything that we can do to to help people understand and connect connect them to you guys, feel free to give us a call. There's lots of comments um, from lots of different people. I'll respond to the comments Um when we get offline um and yeah if you've got any questions please don't hesitate give alan on a ring if you want to talk to us about where to start there's one comment off um an adult um called greg who came on the show the other week i'm curious to know he's wondering how strongly impacted he he might be by the alcohol alcoholism of his father so he's an adult um of a alcoholic um and i'd just you know just suggest that you explore al-anon and there is also another amazing fellowship called um adult um uh, is it adult children of alcoholics um, and yeah aca so adult children of alcoholics which is a re another amazing fellowship so we are very blessed to have lots of great um, great work going on around us so keep up the great work ladies and yeah thank you so much for coming on and we'll see everybody next wednesday hopefully lots of love to you all stay safe thank you alatine you're doing amazing work keep keep spreading some hope lots of love everyone bye bye Hi, I'm Matt. I'm one of our volunteer fundraisers here at Kennedy Street. Thanks for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. Please do head over to our website, www.kennedystreetcio.org, for information on how you could be involved in future fundraising campaigns or how you can donate to this great cause.